Hey guys, welcome to the Colors of Her Success podcast. This is a podcast built to give you the tips, tools, and resources you need to successfully navigate your seat at the table. I'm your host, Mia Williams, and the founder of the Colors of Her Success. Let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. Welcome to season two of the Colors of Her Success podcast. We are kicking season two off with a bang because this is actually my third time recording it. The first time I got halfway through, wasn't feeling it, so decided to start over. The second time, killed it, made it all the way to the end and realized I wasn't recording. So I took a little break, ate some food, and third time is a charm I'm Claiming it. As you guys know, if you were listening to the last episode of season one, the season one wrap up episode, I told you guys that I was going to spend the summer learning how to really make this podcast good. And I mean good in terms of the quality of information that I'm giving you guys, but also how this podcast sounds in your ears. Um, I want to make sure it just is a good audio experience for you guys. So today we are kicking season two off with a solo podcast. So this podcast is about the three success lessons they don't teach in school. I know I'm not alone when I say that grade school and a lot of college didn't teach me about success. Did it teach me curriculum to obtain a degree? Yes. But did it really put me on game of the ins and outs of how to achieve success in career and business? No. So today I'm sharing some unspoken success rules that everyone should know. And these tips are based on what I would say is one of the best business books I've ever read. And it's called The Personal Touch by Terry Williams, who was the black entertainment PR mogul in the 90s. When I tell you she figured out the game and put it all in one book for us, I mean it. Everyone swears by how to win friends and influence people as one of the top rated business books, but I swear by the personal touch, especially for black people, because the examples and the information is just so relatable for us. So you'll see throughout the podcast as I give examples what I'm talking about, but I really think you guys are going to enjoy this podcast. So let's get into my three tips or lessons that they don't teach you in school about success. Number one, being a people person is a necessary ingredient to success. Have you ever interacted with somebody who just lacks social skills? And I don't mean people who are on the spectrum or people who genuinely deal with social anxiety. I'm talking more so about the people who have a chip on their shoulder or the people who feel like they're too good to talk to X, Y, and Z person. They give you an extremely antisocial standoffish vibe. I've encountered this so many times in my life and I used to take it personally back in high school and college where I'm like, why are they acting that way towards me? And now that I'm older, I actually realize that I feel bad for those people who are antisocial because they lack basic people skills that we all need to help us get ahead. In the personal touch Terry quotes Henry Rogers, and he gives this quote, which Terry considers to be the ultimate rule of thumb when it comes to business. And that is, understand that your relationship with people has as much to do with your success as your professional knowledge, maybe even more. 
The ability to favorably relate to people may seem like something intangible, but the results are tangible. It's that characteristic about your personality that wins love and respect. It's what allows your business associates to forgive your oversights, mistakes, and failures. The things that make us all human. So we have to stop glamorizing being antisocial because while you're sitting there being antisocial and expecting things to come to you, there are people out here getting ahead, making more money, getting the best job offers, and receiving better opportunities because they've learned how to connect with people. So how do we get better at becoming a people person? Let's say you're somebody who may be not the best person at connecting with people or you struggle to do so. Number one, I think the first thing is learn how to relate to people. People love people that they can relate to. At our core, we are all the same. We have hopes, we have dreams, we've experienced joy, heartbreak, sadness, And we all desire to be seen, heard, and respected. And these are things that transcend race. It transcends gender. It is just who we are in our human nature. So when we operate with that basic understanding, we can start to relate to people more easily and find the connecting points that help us build strong relationships. Once you've created a relationship with someone, people will go above and beyond for you with ease. So for me personally, people that I have met one time and just had a great experience with, they will look out for me. They will mention my names in rooms I'm not in simply because of how we built that relationship or that first interaction that we had. I know that I will do the same for other people. Like I will go above and beyond for the people that I have met in my network and had good experiences with. Second, We have to treat everyone with respect. And when I say everyone, I mean everybody. Their position and who they are shouldn't change the way that you interact with them. Let's say you have cleaners come to your house to clean. Show them respect. Say hello. Ask them how their families are doing. Really try to get to know them on a human basic level. And then another example of respect is... When I talk to assistants of the people I have on this podcast, a lot of people uh, make you go through their assistants to schedule time with them. I try to be super respectful to them. I mean, thank you so much for doing this. How are you doing? I try to really show my gratitude for them because they're really the reason why I'm able to get on this person's schedule, right? Right. So even someone like an assistant, you want to be able to show that respect to. Actually, in the book, Terry mentions how how people treat her assistant determines how they do business. So if somebody who wants to do business with Terry is rude and nasty to their assistant, but nice to Terry, she won't do business with him, with that person, because it shows that you only are treating people with respect based off of status. In the words of my good sis, Lauren London, you keep everything you give. So if you give hate and judgment, you will also receive hate and judgment. But if you give love, encouragement, and support, you will also receive love, encouragement, and support. My second lesson for lessons they don't teach in school is prioritize your reputation. Uh, Reputation is not just for celebrities and public figures. It's for everyday people like you and me, and it's something to be created and then protected. So 
In the personal touch, Terry notes that to establish or enhance a reputation, it combines a number of character building ingredients like hard work, persistence, honesty, and the ability to learn from your mistakes. If you can master those things, believe me, everyone around you will notice and recognize you for it. What people say and hear about you when you're not in the room literally makes or breaks you. Let's look at Kanye West. Kanye West is a great example of reputation being ruined, but also his reputation protected him for a really long time. And what I mean is Kanye West is such an influential person in black culture, such an iconic music catalog, but he's done some questionable things and has done questionable questionable things for years. And we have given him so many passes, even me, because I'm such a fan. Like Kanye's rep to me was just so strong. I'm like, maybe he's just going through something. Maybe this is just a phase. Like whatever the case may be, I was willing to make excuses for him. But now he's gotten to a point where it's hard for even the most loyal fans or the people who genuinely valued his reputation to stand by him. He's not... He has pretty much stepped on every toe that he could, and it is very difficult to build your reputation back up when you're so far down the rabbit hole like Kanye West is. Let's look at Chris Brown and his reputation. I think Chris Brown would be a lot more famous. I'm talking like close to Michael Jackson type success if the Rihanna situation didn't happen. That is just one of those things that happened to have stained his reputation to where it's hard to have people look at you the same. After a while, when you damage your reputation, it sort of makes people not be able to trust you and not look at you the same way they once did. When it comes to good reputations, let's think about Issa Rae, right? I know people who have met Issa in person and say, yo, she's literally the exact same way she is on TV. She's not faking. She's nice. She's down to earth. She's cool. And that is what you want to hear. I always am saddened to hear like a friend meeting a celebrity that I love. And then they're like, oh yeah, nah, she was not, she was not nice or she wasn't cool. And you know, for Issa Rae, it's like everyone around her, from what I've seen, respects her so much. So many people have so much respect for Issa Rae, and that is because she has built a strong reputation by putting in hard work, being persistent, and really just doing what she needs to do to cultivate a positive reputation, right? And she really, it's not something you you have to it doesn't even seem like it's something she tried to do. She just naturally is a genuinely kind person who works hard and really lets her work speak for herself. If you're trying to build a strong reputation or trying to maybe reinvent yourself, here are some of my tips. So number one is to be a genuinely kind person at your core. Don't be kind because you know people are watching. Don't be kind because you want or need something from someone Be that way all of the time because believe me, when it's fake, people know. People can tell. Number two is to do what you say you're going to do. Being a person of your word is one of the four agreements for those of you who have read that book. And a quick way to damage your reputation is by not following this rule. 
One thing that I always notice about people is when they say they're going to do something for me, no matter how small it is, I always remember it. And I always remember when they don't do it. If you tell someone you're going to do something, do it. Prioritize it. If you say you're going to be somewhere, be there and be there on time. And if you can't be there on time, let somebody know. But you want to make sure that you are a person of your word. People are watching and paying attention to these things. And when you drop the ball, people notice. The sad thing is they may not always say anything, but believe me, they notice. I think another way to build your reputation is to start going out of your way for people. Not everybody. I'm not saying you have to do it all the time and I'm not saying it has to be a grand gesture. But one thing people remember is when you do something for them or go above and beyond for them when you didn't have to. Helping someone in a time of need without expecting anything to return always goes a long way. And finally, when it comes to reputation, pay attention to how you show up. When you walk into a room, are you approachable or are you on your phone? Is your body language open and confident or is it sort of closed off, don't talk to me vibes? When you speak to people, are you making eye contact? Before you leave the house, are you really putting time and attention into the way that you look and the way that you're going to show up in a space? Even the way you show up on social media, like it, that matters too. And that plays a role in your reputation as well. If you haven't been paying attention to your reputation before, today is the day to start thinking about it. My last success lesson that they don't teach in school is to master hard work and performance. Work ethic matters. And I don't mean to be Kim K, but it seems like nobody wants to work these days. We are so obsessed with finding the quickest and the most shortcut ways to do things and then wonder why we don't see results. We want get-rich-quick schemes instead of taking the time to learn and execute on the things that will really bring wealth. We want to find jobs that make us the most money without putting any time or energy into a quality job search strategy or getting the skills or certifications that you need for that particular job. You have to put in the work. There's a quote from Terry Williams because I think throughout the book, she's so good at speaking to work ethic. So she says, my work ethic and performance is built upon the fact that I take great pains to ensure that everything I do is done to perfection or as close to perfection as possible. If you truly want to succeed, everything you do must be above average because mediocrity won't cut it. Nine times out of 10, mediocrity is a result of carelessness, inattention, and ignorance. Perfection or a result as close to perfection as you can get will come when you think things through before acting or reacting. When you keep an eye out for details, concentrate on what you're doing and know all you can about the task at hand. I love that. The people I personally cannot stand working with is lazy people who half-ass everything they do. Think about when we were in high school or college and we would have a group project and there would be that person in the group just doesn't want to do anything at all those are the people that that grind my gears I never want to work with those people I never want to do business with those people I don't even want to be friends with those type of people because if you're lazy in one area I just feel like you're lazy or maybe half-assing life and I just I can't afford to be around that 
the people who make the most money and the people who are the most successful are the people who give their all to their goals. No ifs, ands, or buts. Because the more you put the effort in, the more you're going to get out in the long run. How can we get better at improving our performance? This is a tough one because there is no real formula for how to become better at or how to achieve a stronger work ethic. But I gathered some tips that I think would be really helpful for somebody who's starting from base level zero of feeling like they don't have work ethic or they're sort of half-assing their way through life. So number one, is to challenge yourself to do hard things. The more you can tackle the hard things, the more it builds your performance muscle. You want to start a business, but figuring out where to start is too hard. You can do hard things. You have to have an uncomfortable conversation with a friend or family member, but you can do hard things. You want to get your master's degree so you can make more money, And it's going to be hard and it's going to be time consuming. It's going to require you to put your life on hold in certain ways, but you can do hard things. That reminder to yourself is going to get you far because you're not intimidated by circumstances or tasks. You sort of have an outlook of, okay, yes, this is going to be challenging, but I can do it. I can try. I can do it. Number two, make it a habit to go the extra mile. In the book, Terry says a sure way to stand out is to go a little beyond the ordinary. If you think you've handled a task well, sit back and look for what else can be done because there's always something extra. So an example that Terry gives in the book is about how her agency handled the Eddie Murphy wedding to Nicole Mitchell back in the day. And I'll read it to you because I I love this story and I think you guys would too. So Eddie Murphy's wedding to the former Nicole Mitchell was the supreme example of going the extra yard. When we arrived at the Plaza Hotel in New York, where the wedding ceremony and reception were to take place, five hours before the event, over 40 news people were already lined up outside the door. I had handled three celebrity weddings in the past, but never one of this magnitude. Accommodating the media is always a challenge, and this event, dubbed the wedding of the year by many, certainly proved to be one of the most difficult. Eddie and Nicole, did make my job a little easier by deciding before the wedding that Ebony Magazine would have exclusive photo rights to the ceremony and reception. This eliminated the task of coordinating photo opportunities for all of the press. However, there were still dozens of photographers and reporters and camera crews standing outside of the plaza to catch the celebrity guest arriving for the wedding. Some of the press, of course, had been waiting for hours, and I knew they were disappointed at not being able to see the new bride and groom because they had already given the photo exclusive. And they were all freezing. It was one of the coldest March days I can remember. To try to satisfy the interests of the gathered media, I made sure that each arriving star paused long enough to have his or her picture taken and or speak with most of the film crews. To try to appease the press, we brought out Vernon Lynch, Eddie's father, who was staying at the hotel to meet them, and Eddie's brothers Charlie and Vernon to pose for photos. The press loved it. Then someone asked to see the wedding invitation, so I called back to our office and asked for the invitation to be brought over. It was, and I showed it to all of the press. I even went across the street to the throng of fans and let them have a peek. For another extra yard, knowing the members of the press were freezing their asses off, I brought out hot chocolate, coffee, and tea. 
For days afterwards, I heard from press people thanking us and commending us for the way we handled the event. And believe me, if there were any press people who didn't know me or the agency before that night, they do now. I love that example because you can always do what's required. That's easy. But the people who actively think outside of the box on how to go the extra mile are the people who will always get ahead. She thought outside of the box in so so many ways in that short example, right? For me, what really stood out was her giving the press coffee and tea, thinking about them when she didn't have to. Also giving the invitation not only to the press, but to the fans who are waiting across the street. That's genius. So the next time you're doing a project for work or for school or for your business, think about how you can take it a step further than you normally, normally would. Stretch yourself a little bit. Number three. Don't underestimate the power of trying your best. When you try your best and you give your all to something, there is so much power in that. So let's stop focusing so heavy on what the results are, but instead focus on the true effort that we put into something. The more we push ourselves to give our all to certain tasks, the more we develop a strong work ethic and then enhance our performance as a result. So those are my top three success lessons we need to know. And I highly recommend grabbing The Personal Touch by Terry Williams. It's not in bookstores, but it is so worth the read. Um, I, I grabbed it off of Amazon. I would love to interview her one day, but she has closed down her iconic agency, and rightfully so. I mean, she's she's done a phenomenal job in the years that she has it open, but I think she closed it more so to enjoy life. And so she's not active on social media. So it's super hard to get in touch, but she has taught me so much in this book that has changed my view on my own journey to building the colors of her success, but also validating that I'm doing a lot of the right things. So I would recommend this book to every college student, every business owner, and every young professional trying to navigate the business world. That is my first solo episode of season two. And that's a wrap. Before I let you go, I need two favors. One, if you like the episode, be sure to shoot me a text or DM to let me know what resonated because I love hearing from you guys. And two, take a few seconds to leave a review of this podcast so that it can help me get exposed to a larger audience so that other people can benefit from this content as well. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.